Hey everyone, welcome to Coming and Going, the podcast designed to be your biblical guide to a parenting journey. My name is Joe Crabb, and I have the privilege and honor of being your host for this podcast. As such, my aim here is just to help facilitate conversation uh, and to share, uh, whether in the conversation with other authors, other pastors, uh, to share directly with you the truth from God's Word as we look to continue to grow as parents, as we continue to look to see uh, God at work in our own lives and the lives of our kids. Now, the name of the podcast uh, comes from the passage of Scripture found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, where it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. That as we are coming and going, that we are to teach our children about God's faithfulness, how we have come to know God through his word, through the sound teaching of it, how that has uh, shared and shown us how God has been at work in our own lives and to help our kids and our students see how God is at work in their lives. And so in this episode, as we get back into coming and going with season two, we're going to be talking about um, these different rhythms of our life as a family. This is a natural time for us to be talking about uh, this and, and what that what we mean by it and why it's important because uh, for many of us, uh, we have just gotten back into the rhythm of the school year. Now, full transparency, I'll share a little bit of my personal story here. This is the first time that I've really had to get into the rhythm of the school year with having a kid uh, going to school. Our oldest daughter uh, just began attending uh, full day kindergarten. And so uh, I definitely started to feel that little itch, that yearn that uh, many parents have expressed before when the early August, mid-August time frame comes around, desiring for that routine, being back in the rhythm of certain things. Now, because this is also my first time, though, it was still a little bittersweet uh, because I've spent the last five plus years, my wife and I, with our daughter primarily at home. She went to preschool and so on, but our days, especially at those days when we were home, uh, were filled with just some quality time with each other, of course, with fights and arguments and trying to persuade and manipulate my child to use the potty and being broken in my attempts to do so and everything else that comes with the joys of parenting. Uh, but it, you know, it uh, is saddened to think, oh, hey, she's now going to be in school for eight hours a day. Yet, at the same time, knowing the benefit of her being able to do so, the blessing of her being able to do so, uh, and of course, um, the the blessing that comes for our family uh, to, to be in a new routine. And like so many, uh, it uh, you know takes a little bit of time to uh, finally get into that rhythm. Once you get into the school year, you get them going. Um, and I know that this rhythm is not the, it is the rhythm that a majority of us find ourselves into because our kids are under the age of 18. Now I know some are homeschool, some are public school, some are, um, you know, at different phases. Some might not yet be in school because they're under that age or they're just going to preschool or whatever for a few days. 
yet it still brings us to the point of what are we doing? What are the rhythms that we have in the life of our family? And what are the principal biblical truths that are guiding those rhythms as they change from season to season, whether that's coming from summer season to school year season or the different seasons of life? What is it coming from uh, you know, finally beginning school or going from fifth grade to sixth grade or sixth grade to seventh grade, depending on what school your kid goes and as they enter and you know, from exit from middle school, junior high and head into high school and you know, even the life of a senior. What is this rhythm that we're looking for uh, you know, in the life of our family? How are we creating it? Um, and, and what do we want to be true of it? So uh, I want to share with you guys uh, uh, a passage of Scripture to hopefully be a guiding, um, uh, to be your guide as you think through those different rhythms for you and your family and what you hope to be true. So I'm going to share with you the pastor scripture from Matthew chapter 11, a very familiar one to many of us uh, as Jesus is wrapping up a specific portion of teaching here. And he says this in Matthew 11, starting in verse 28. He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's a beautiful, powerful, comforting passage of scripture that uh, clearly shares with us the heart that Jesus has uh, for us as uh, as His creation, as His followers. You know, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that is is one for us as parents often to keep uh, the frontlets, uh, to remind ourselves of that in parenting, we are often laboring and are heaven, heavy laden, but that in Jesus, we can find rest. And Jesus is sharing here uh, in the following verse, in verse 29, to take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Uh, a yoke, obviously, is an agricultural tool uh, that farmers use to place over the heads of oxen to uh, keep them in line and in step with one another uh, so that they can produce great harvest, so they can do the work that they were set out to do. Now, it was oft also used in Jesus' day uh, by rabbis to refer to their uh, specific teaching. Uh, and Jesus, as we know, is seen as a rabbi. He's referred to as a rabbi and as a teacher. And he is sharing to those who are his followers to take my yoke upon you, take my teaching upon you and learn from me. And why is he, why should we learn from him? For he is gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. That in the rhythm, in the teaching of following Jesus, in following Jesus's teaching, that as such, we can know that it is a good teaching for the character of Jesus, for who Jesus is. He is gentle and lowly in heart, and that is a teaching ultimately that will help us find rest for our souls. For ultimately, in comparison to all yokes and in knowing that who Jesus is, that he is the son of God, that he is the word of God. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. I share that with us to ser serve as that foundational guiding biblical truth for the rhythms of our family. If as followers of Jesus of Christ, that we are called to take Jesus's yoke upon us. And if we look at taking Jesus's yoke upon us, that 
what Jesus is saying is that in following after his teaching and following after his word and his ways, that ultimately it should lead us to a place in which our souls are finding rest. Our souls are finding comfort. Now, we also read this in light of what else we see in Scripture. When we look at a passage like John 16, verse 33, where Jesus says that, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. For in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus guarantees that we all have trouble. Jesus shares with us that we should rejoice when we are persecuted, for they have also persecuted those who have come before us, that we will share in the sufferings of Christ, as Paul writes to us. Yet that doesn't live in tension with what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 11. It is the truth that ultimately, even in light of the suffering and the troubles and the persecution, the hardships that we may endure, that we will ultimately find rest for our souls in the person of Jesus, in his word and in his ways. So if that is true, that is true, and that is what we desire to see to be true in our lives as we follow after Jesus, that we would feel that rest for our souls, even in the midst of difficulty. We have to ask ourselves the question, are the rhythms of life that I have for myself and my family producing more of that rest and comfort for our souls or creating more stress and tension? Is it drawing us closer to the heart of Jesus or pulling us away from the heart of Jesus? Are the things that we are adding on to our schedule, are the things that we are saying yes to, causing us to have to say no to other things, even those, uh, if the other things are simply nothing but the opportunity for us to rest? Where it's important for us to see, and where the tension point can also come in this conversation, is saying like, well, uh, you know, I want my kid to be able to be a part of different opportunities, whether they're athletics or academics or other extracurriculars, whether uh, those are extracurriculars within a school or within a church or within a community. And we also know that those are good things for us to be a part of, um, but they're good things for us to be a part of as far as they are God things, as far as they are gospel things. Now, your baseball team, your volleyball team, your theater company, whatever it might be, um, may in and of itself not be a godly thing or a godly organization. Yet we know that you as a person who follows after Jesus, you as a Christian, you as a family who is looking to live on mission by sharing and showing the gospel to others, have an opportunity for those things that you are a part of uh, to 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 be a light, to share the gospel, to 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 as such see this not just as an opportunity for your kid to grow in a certain certain skill set, to hopefully produce a scholarship one day, but to be an opportunity to be a light in a dark place, to build relationships with uh, people who do not yet know Jesus, to share and show the gospel in various formats as you're coming and going to various practices and other schedules and games and, and, and so on and so forth. Yet it's always good, especially as you're approaching a new rhythm uh, or even in the midst of that rhythm, to say, is this what's best for us in this season or in this season to come? And how do you know if it's what's best? You have to ask, what fruit is it producing? 
Is it producing a fruit that's allowing us to more closely follow the ways and word of Jesus? And as such, what is the fruit that we should experience from that? The fruit that we should experience from that is what we see in Scripture. Is it producing joy and love and peace and goodness and gentleness? Is it producing a a, a feeling of rest? Is it producing a peace that surpasses all understanding? If it's not, we have to ask why. And, and in assessing that, it might not lead us to saying, oh, we must so drastically switch up our rhythm in such a way that we are no longer a part of any activities. It might. It might just cause for fine tuning. It might cause for a complete overhaul. Yet we know that if we never stop and reflect on that which Christ has invited us into, has called us into, what Christ has said we shall experience as we faithfully follow after him, if we never reflect on the decisions that cause those rhythms to begin to take root, to say, is this the thing that I should be pursuing? Uh, And is it producing the fruit that Christ has said I will see in my life? Again, not as transactional, not as an absent of trouble or hardship, but in the midst of trouble or hardship. If it's not producing those things, then we should assess and and evaluate and move from there, whether it's a fine-tuning or complete overhaul. Why? Because our aim as followers of Jesus Christ is to be all the closer to Christ, to be made all the more in in his image, to be made into that new creation, to, to put off the old self, to put on the new self, and as parents, to see that in the life of our kid. And we to, to see that and to model that for them, for them to see uh, why it's important to say no to a good thing for right now, to maybe why you're not going to allow uh, every kid to do an activity all at the same time that it doesn't allow you as a family to, to rest. Maybe why you're going to shift away from one school setting into another that may take them away from a community that they feel so tight to, but they're only perceiving a closeness because of the proximity that they have, but it's not producing uh, 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 this fruit that God has invited us into experience and to, to see in our lives. And for us to do that, even personally as parents, to say, hey, I'm going to put aside certain things or change up my rhythm, uh, whether they're personally things I'm pursuing or uh, things professionally that I'm pursuing, because I want to make sure that we as a family are above all pursuing the things of the Lord and in the things that we're pursuing, whether again, they're athletics or academics or extracurricular, pursuing them not just for the sake of being a part of the opportunity, but for seeing them as an opportunity to share the gospel all the more. And if that fruit's not being produced, to reassess and say, what is God calling us into this next season? And to doing that, because we know as parents, seasons change and they can change quickly. And to begin doing that early on with our kids and the various rhythms of life that they have, knowing, hey, if I'm beginning to build this in um, for my, my kid principally at five and six years old, for them to understand that this is the framework in which we make decisions when it comes to the commitments that we have, the rhythms that we have as a family, uh, that uh, that's going to 
serve as a foundational lens uh, for the decisions that they make, for the conversations that we need to have five, six years from now about the different opportunities that they want to be a part of. But just because you may not have begun doing that right now, uh, or, you know, at that stage of life with a five or six year old, I say right now because that's the stage of life I'm in. Um, but to say, okay, we can still have those conversations with our 11, 12 year old proactively. I've, I've sat across from students and their parents before as the student themselves is discerning that the swim team that they're a part of or the marching band that they're a part of is pulling them so far away from being able to experience that fruit from the relationship with Jesus all the more, or even pulling them away from other gospel opportunities uh, that, that they no longer want to be a part of that. And Sadly, at times, the biggest point of tension they have is they don't know how their mom or dad is going to respond because they've spent so much time investing in it. Now, what I'm grateful for is I know what's to be so true about parents time and time again is that if and when their kid expresses that, that often they're going to fall back and say, hey, honey, that, if that's what's best, let's talk about that. I want to process that through with you, but they're going to support the decision and help them make further decisions, not pandering to what their kid wants, but making sure that their kid is making informed decisions in which they're processing and answering these questions in a way that is honoring God and that they're looking to fulfill fill that time that's now vacated by no longer being a part of that team or that activity, uh, to fill that time in a way that glorifies God all the more. Uh, not to fill it just for the sake of filling it and being busy. Again, it could be filling it just with creating margin for rest, saying I've overextended myself and to make sure I'm honoring God in my schoolwork because work is worship and to make sure that I'm honoring God in the friendships that I have and making giving me more time to pour into some of these friendships as I'm looking to share the gospel with those that I've, you know, pass by in the hallways or sit in my classrooms with, you know, to be intentional with uh, with those decisions that they're making as they're discerning what God is leading them so they may, again, experience the fruit of the gospel all the more. So all that to say, for as we're in these various seasons, as you and your family are in these seasons, I, I, I would encourage you as my brothers and sisters in Christ to ask yourself, what is the current rhythm of what is the fruit that the current rhythm of life that you have and your family have what is it producing it, what what fruit of the gospel is it producing what fruit of godliness is it producing what fine tuning may need to occur what overhaul may need to occur uh, and as we're having those conversations you know how are we inviting in our family how are we um, inviting in our kids and students regardless if we've had these sorts of conversations before this is the first time that we're exploring those conversations uh, what does it look like to invite your kid in whether they're a five-year-old or a 15-year-old uh, so they can have a framework of understanding for when i'm making decisions about the things i'm committing myself to i should first and foremost ask how does this decision or this commitment glorify God? How does it give me opportunity to share the gospel? How does it how does it help me grow in my understanding of who God is and who he has created me to be? Because that is the principal truth that should guide those decisions and help them create that rhythm so when they're, they've left your house, whether that's at 18 or for some of you, spoiler alert, 28, uh, they are making these decisions with that biblical lens in mind. Uh, and, and being a part of that process with them. The last thing I'd encourage us with is 
let us leverage the gift that God has given us in the church. There are there are listeners there that that uh, that are listening currently. There are families that are at, at our churches that we know or that we've seen or we can easily get connected to, that their uh, rhythm as a family, whether that's every kid is committed to a sport at the same time or an activity at the same time, or 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 they choose to not do any of that or whatever it might, and everything in between, that there are those in our uh, church family that. Um, have been faithfully following after God and making those decisions that uh, we can lean on and learn from as we're looking to lead our families in such a way. And so let us not lose sight of the gifts that we've been given by God's grace in the church to learn from one another so we may ultimately do what Scripture has caused, called us to do with one another, bear with each other, encourage each other, spur each other on to love and good works so that Christ may be made known all the more in us and through us. And as such, as the Holy Spirit works, more and more people will come to hear the gospel and be drawn closer and closer to Christ. And so I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. I hope that you have heard my heart in it. Uh, I hope that as you're listening to this, that uh, um, that you would reach out and share with us what is the rhythm that you and your family has had that has been beneficial uh, for you to experience and see the fruit of the gospel produce all the more uh, in your lives personally and in the life of your family. Like I said, this is a conversation uh, for us to have. Uh, All these episodes are meant to serve as a conversation for us to have so that we may continue to grow together as we take a look at God's word and allow God to lead us and guide us as parents, as followers of Jesus Christ, as we look to see our kids continue to grow as young men and young women after God's own heart. And so thank you so much uh, for, for listening, uh, for, for sharing, for, for um, engaging in the conversation, for your encouragement, and for your prayers. Know this much, that we love you, we're praying for you, and we are here for you as you are coming and going.